Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Well, as I said, it's prayer and fasting week and we're going to be praying for you in just a moment. Just wanted to talk about praying and fasting for a moment. When you hear the word fasting, everybody, it means to abstain. So the Bible teaches us, Jesus spoke about it, that some things only happen when we pray and fast. And in the Scripture, Jesus talked about, you know, you're going to need to pray and fast to see that change. You're going to need to pray and fast to see that uh, healed or delivered. And uh, I want to encourage you, when you put prayer with fasting, which is abstaining from food primarily, when you're doing that, you're actually allowing God to begin to do something supernatural. Praying and fasting together are the power twins. And when you do them together, the Bible teaches us that there's great power in that abstaining where we're saying, Lord, I'm pulling away from that in order to be fulfilling your purpose, your plan, and your priorities. So when we pray and fast this week, everybody, can I encourage you? It's actually clearing away secondary pri- priorities. Many times we've got priorities, and uh, as I said the other week, routines. Your issue in life will be not consistency. It'll be wrong routines. Where we've got routines going that actually God is no longer in. God might have been in routines I was doing last year, and this year He said to me, I'm no longer in that. Why are you doing that? God likes consistency of faithfulness in the kingdom, but some routines are secondary priorities that to God are no longer His priority. So this week we're having an opportunity, can I say this year, but this week, to say, Lord, I'm choosing you as absolute priority. And uh, when when you pray and fast, it actually clears away the clutter from your heart, clutter from your mind, where you can say, wow, I'm just focusing on God. And the Bible says this, another promise, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, which is after Jesus, after the things of God, after His Word, after the kingdom, the Bible says you will be filled. God's going to fill you up. And so I want to encourage you this week as you seek the Lord, God is going to fill you up. Find a quiet chair in a quiet room and spend some time with the Lord. Find a quiet beach path (laughs) where you can walk or in the park or on the train. You you just got to go, hang on, I got to make it work where this week I can be filling my heart and my mind with God while I am praying and while I'm fasting, if you choose to do so. So when we're fasting, everybody, uh, can I encourage you, take some water. Sometimes people think, do I have water? Yes, have water. Um, But sometimes people will have, uh, they'll fast and they'll just have, uh, um, maybe they'll have juice or maybe they'll miss all meals, which is real fasting, when you're saying, I'm just going to do water. And then other times you're saying, hey, I'll miss a meal a day or two meals a day, and I'll um, eat another meal. You really got to get it from God, everybody. But there is something powerful when we say, hey, I'm going to forsake food there, so Lord, I can hear from you. And I want to just encourage you today, just be thinking about the week and thinking about how you can prioritize God and may. Maybe saying, hey, I'm going to prioritize prayer there. Put in your diary. I'm going to prioritize my fasting there. Um, So you're thinking ahead. And then also, too, can I encourage you, fast the television. 
actually just turn it off completely, no. Fast TV. Uh, but really, fast your social media this week. Say, Lord, I'm going to fast social media. Make that part of your fast. I think we're far too involved with things that we don't need to be involved with. So just say, Lord, I'm going to fast that. Fast what other people are doing this week, Lord. I'm going to be focusing on what you are doing in Jesus' name. Also, when you're fasting and praying, it's a good idea to set an earlier bedtime so that you are staying refreshed physically uh, as much as you, you know, uh, you can because you're setting that time aside, but you're going, hey, I'm not going to stay up all night and then be fasting and trying to pray and hear from God. But it's good to have an earlier night. Uh, I've had people, as you think you've heard me say before, people send me, Pastor Ed, I think I'm under attack from the devil. I think the devil's attacking me. And I've told them, go to bed at 10, 30, three nights in a row. And after three nights, they said to me, I think I've been delivered. It's amazing what three early nights may do to deliver you from the work of the enemy. But definitely set time aside to go to bed early in this uh, week. Um, you know, as I said, fasting creates room for God to speak to us. And uh, He may speak to you clearly day one. He may speak to you midweek. He may speak to you at the end of the week. The reality is God wants to speak to us, but don't lock Him in on a time frame. This prayer and fasting, you may actually... Uh, set something in place with God where God speaks to you really in six months. Sometimes we're not ready for what God is trying to say to us now, but in six months, you'll be ready. Sometimes I'm preaching things at you that I know many of you will just not even get. But what you want to do in church is you always want to go, if you hear something, put it on a shelf. Because I'm preaching things by faith at you that I know sometimes you're just not going to have the maturity of or the experience of. But I'm sowing it because I'm believing that in time, if you put it on the shelf, God will anoint it to you, which might be next year, which might be in six months, might be five years, but some of us might be 10 years because you're not quite ready. Because until you are walking through the things of God over years and you're like, hey, I'm going to walk through that, you don't get there. Sometimes I'm talking about here. And that's why you're looking at me confused sometimes because I'm talking about the kingdom from this position but you get to that position after you walk through things over years here. So, yeah, so sometimes you'll miss it. But I'm sowing it out there because I'm believing for you to get it in time where you'll go, all oh, right, I can see that now. Oh, I can see that now. Because now it's lived experience and now you're understanding it. But don't be put off, everybody, if God doesn't just give you, rock up and speak to you clear this week. Uh, realize that He'll speak to you in time, but we're making time and we're seeking Him. And, uh, and we say, Lord, talk to me on this. Show me what's happening here. Give me wisdom, God, at the right time. By the way, everybody, when we pray and fast, we're not doing it to twist God's arm. We're not like, Lord, I'm going to do this. And we're trying to twist God's arm. And if, if I do this, God, then you've got till 3 o'clock to get me a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Uh, Lord, you've got till 4.30 on Friday to get my, me a job. You got, Listen, that's twisting God's arm. And we need to realize God is a great father, is a great protector. And we need to say, Lord, help me to pray and fast because I love you and because you're God, not because I'm able to in any way control you or twist your arm in Jesus' name. So when we pray and fast, as I said, with the, they're the power twins, it does move God to action. And already as a church, we are very blessed and I'm very grateful to God. And we just are so humbled by the fact that we see so many people getting healed so many things are happening that are miraculous. Uh, the stories of healings and 
and turnarounds in situations where people had terrible diagnosis. Really, really incredible. And so we are continuing to believe God and believe God with you. Can I encourage you, if you're sick in your body, come every week and be anointed with oil. Don't do a one-off. Sometimes I know that people have got some situation going and, I, and I'm thinking, why aren't you back on the order call? We're here to pray for you and anoint you every week and stand with you until you get a breakthrough. Until you get a breakthrough. But the amount of people who we've seen too with having babies, it's crazy. So people who weren't having, able to have children, anointing them. We've got so many people who have got pregnant uh, within six or eight weeks after being prayed for and anointed with all. Anyway, there's so many areas. But I want to encourage you, if you're not getting a breakthrough, appear every week here and say, Pastor, one of the pastors, please anoint me with oil. James chapter 5 says, call the elders if you're sick. Anoint you with oil that you might be healed. So we will stand with you. Um, so fasting, here's some thoughts from the Scripture too about fasting. John, Joel 2.12 says this, it says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, and with fasting, weeping, and mourning. So the Bible is encouraging us right here to return to God through our fasting, our weeping, and our, you know, what does the mourning mean? Grieving over the loss of our relationship with God. The Amplified Bible bears that out really well. It says here, chapter 2, verse 12 in the Amplified, it says, even now, even now. Why does God say even now? Because He's saying it's not too late. Even now means it's not too late. You may have sinned. You may have fallen. You may have done something so bad. You may have failed. You may have walked with God. Then you didn't. Maybe you were in your calling. Then you pulled out. And God says, even now, it's not too late. Turn and come to me with your heart in genuine repentance. Repentance means you are going in your way now, but you say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I change my mind and I go in the other direction. And I follow you, your way, and your word. And the Bible says, with fasting again, weeping and mourning. There we go, everybody. Fasting and weeping. Do you know what? Men need to cry, not just women. Come on, men need to cry. Not just women. And, but it's a great thing to cry to God. If you've got pain, if you've got difficulty, if you've suffered, if you're repenting, saying, Lord, I'm sorry, cry your tears to God. <laughs> I'll never forget, I was in, in Uganda with Justin, who's now overseeing our Zambian campus, because uh, Liam and Lisa are here. And uh, I'm, I'm in Uganda, Justin was about 19 or 20, and I'm at the uh, Watoto 30th anniversary, and it was so powerful. I just started crying, right? And Justin leans over to me and goes, excuse me, Dad, in Rwanda, men don't cry. This is Justin from Rwanda. He's on the train. He leans over to me. Excuse me, Dad. In Rwanda, men don't cry. I lean back over. Justin, I'm from Australia. Shut up. I need to cry. <laughs> he goes, oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> we need to cry. I, that was a nice shut up too, not a mean one. It was a, a humorous one for him. We need to cry. And if you move from God, you lost God, cry. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Because the Bible says there, until every barrier is removed and the broken fellowship is restored. God wants to restore the broken fellowship, lost fellowship. That's why sin is so such a challenge because, you know, sin, immorality, immorality sexually, the Bible is teaching us there. The issue is not that God doesn't love us anymore. The issue is we no longer feel His love. 
When you sin or you're in immorality, it's not that God doesn't love you, it's that you stop feeling it. And God knows you stop feeling His love, you stop feeling His care, you stop feeling Him. And people say, oh, God's not with me, God's not with me. No, no, He didn't move. We did. We did. So we have to say, Lord, I've lost you. And Lord, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop from blaming you, Lord. Lord, please forgive me. Please restore me. Lord, remove every barrier because our fellowship has been broken, but I did it. And I ask you, God, to restore me and to receive me. And you know what God says? You're restored. You're received. You're forgiven. You're loved. God says, let me embrace you. God says, let me wipe away your tears. And then God goes, let's go. Let's walk in relationship and let's walk in the great plan that I have for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. So fasting is a great way to return to God. And uh, I said in the last service, you know, like a trip to Albany where you have a flat tire or your tire has been torn, uh, you're not going anywhere till you change that tire. Well, in the same way, uh, for us as believers, we are not going to go anywhere unless we change our attitude. So in this, this area, our attitude is so key to us going anywhere. Some Christians are like, why am I not going anywhere? Why am I frustrated? Because you need to change your tire. It's called your attitude. It's flat. <laughs> Needs repair. So we're going to say, Lord, help me to change my attitude, God. In fact, Jesus, help my attitude to sweeten. Somebody said when I was in Bible college, year one, never, ever develop a wounded spirit. Never. Never develop a wounded or bitter spirit. Never develop a wounded spirit with people or with God. Never. Because that destroys and steals the call of God out of you and out of your kids. And the Bible says in Hebrews, a root of bitterness, just a root. Ever seen a plant with a tiny root? A root of bitterness defiles many. So suddenly you'll see one person with a root of bitterness and everybody who's not tuned in receiving their root of bitterness and then they're all defiled. Defiled means spoiled. Your heart is spoiled. Your walk with the Lord can be spoiled. So we're going to say, Lord, I'm not getting anywhere. Help me to, as I get anointed today, to change my tire slash my attitude because I'm not going anywhere until my attitude is filled up with you in Jesus' name. Fasting for humility. There's a great one. It's Ezra chapter 8. Ezra says, Then I proclaimed at the river Ahava, to humble ourselves before our God, to seek Him, a safe journey for us, our little ones and our possessions. For I was ashamed to request from the king's troops and horsemen to protect us from the enemy on the way, because we had said to the king, the hand of our God is favorably disposed to all who seek Him. But His power and His anger are against all those who abandon Him. So we fasted, sought our God concerning this matter, and He listened to our pleading. Whoa. Ezra's like, hang on a minute. I told the king's troops and the horsemen, hey, uh, God will protect us, but actually, I'm a, but actually I kind of asked you to, when really I should have just said, no, God's in the whole deal and put my trust in Him, not in men. And you can still play your part, kings and troops, but my trust is in God. And he says, so we fasted, we sought God concerning this matter, and He listened to our pleading. 
There's power when you seek God. There's power when you pray. There's power when you seek God's insight on what you're about to do. When you're taking a job, most people don't stop to go, Lord, what do you want? We go, how much are you going to give me? (laughs) You're going to give me what? And then we go, oh, well, everything else gets ditched for the two grand, the three grand, the four grand, the five grand, the ten grand. When we need to say, hang on a minute, I may get ten grand, but God's got nothing to do with this job then that job is a waste of your time. Your time in serving the Lord is more valuable than the cash they give you. I remember T.D. Jakes, when he came into that conference here, and we were all so blessed in Perth to have T.D. Jakes. And he sat around, had a bit of supper with some of the pastors. And T.D. Jakes said to me, money is of no value to me. It's time. He said, the time that I give to God and I use to serve God so he said, I do everything in, th- in line with how does that affect my time for God and with God? Wow. Wow. That's humility, right? Lord, they can give me the money, whatever, but I'm fasting because I need to humble myself so that you are at the center of every decision that I'm making. Whoa. Next one, fasting for intimacy. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. It says, now whenever you fast, don't make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so they will be noticed by people when they're fasting. Look at me, I'm fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full, Jesus said. But as for you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God's calling us into intimacy, everybody, this week. Draw need to Him. Reach out to Him. Speak to Him in the secret place of your heart, but the secret place of somewhere where you choose. I'm going to sit with God and get some quiet where you sit with God. But you also, you can pray and declare the goodness of God, but also sit and wait and quiet your spirit, quiet your heart for God to speak to you. Fasting for spiritual strength, Matthew 4, 2. It says, after Jesus had fasted 40 days, 40 nights, He then became hungry. So Jesus is fasting here 40 days and 40 nights. And that's because there was a temptation from the enemy coming and Jesus was going to need to have strength. And now the devil came along, tempted Jesus in the wilderness, said, if you're the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Jesus says it's written, Man shall not live by bread alone. When Jesus said, it is written, he was saying to the devil, the information's already available. I'm not going to live by bread alone. Then the devil comes with another one. Well, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down off this high mountain. The angels will uh, catch you if you're the son of God, won't they? You won't even dash your foot. Jesus said, it's written again. Don't tempt the Lord your God. Devil's still going, didn't give up. Says to Jesus, Jesus, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you fall down and worship me. What the devil was really saying was, don't be rejected by men. Don't suffer, Jesus. Certainly don't go to the cross and die for anybody, Jesus. Far better to join my team and together we can rebel against God. And in your rebellion against your father, You can have all of this. I'll work with you to see to it. And so Jesus at that point 
declared, you shall worship the Lord your God only. He was empowered by his prayer. He was empowered by his fasting to overcome the enemy's plan to deceive him and cause Jesus not to do those things so that God's plan of redemption for you did not come about. So everybody, fasting brings about spiritual strength. Praying and fasting brings about spiritual strength for you in your life, in your study, in your service of God, in your relationships, in your family, in your job. God will give you spiritual strength. And, uh, and I love it. Jesus was not tempted or swayed from the course. Don't be tempted or swayed from God's course for your life. The end of our lives, and boy, they are gone quick. We were, none of us are going to get to the end of our life and go, oh my gosh, I just wish I was one more day in the office. <laughs> I just needed to get to the bathroom center and find the tile for the bathroom. I think I've got the wrong tile in the bathroom. Look, we're going to care nothing about any of that. We all go, did my life count? God, did I do what you asked me to do? So everybody, this week I'm praying for you. Spiritual strength, spiritual power, spiritual insight, spiritual encouragement. And I do pray when you're in the Word of God that you do hear the voice of God say, yep, <laughs> here's the way, walk ye in it. There is a way for your life. God wants to encourage you this week that His plan for you is good. His plan for you is great. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.